Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. gold like for little hoops or something like gold colored hoops and she like everything I was showing her wasn't expensive enough and she just can't kept saying like they're for my daughter I'm like okay okay (laughs) who's your daughter Beyonce (laughs) yeah Jackie can you work retail for a hot second just to (laughs) look at someone go who's your daughter Beyonce (laughs) Uh, I did work retail Okay, we'll go back. No, okay. I do not want to do that. No, don't. I worked at Fashion Bug when Fashion Bug was still a Ooh. thing years ago. What is that? Fashion Bug. Is that a New Jersey thing? Um, no, no it, it was in Pennsylvania too. Maybe it was. It might have been East Coast. I'm not sure. Um, but it was just like uh, you know, clothing and, and jewelry and shoes and you know, bras, things like that. Kind of just a general women's fashion store. Mm. It was catered okay. usually towards older. Yeah, plus size, plus size when mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. So yeah, yeah. we're all searching for Christmas gifts <laughs> right now. Well, actually, you you shouldn't be. You should be done at this point by the time this comes out. Yeah, uh, at the time of recording this, yes, you should be looking for Christmas gifts. By the time this comes out, this is all your timelines. Yeah. You should have them. I worked Christmas Eve last year. I was honestly shocked at how busy it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, a lot of last minute things. I I think I it might for something to do. Yeah, it yeah. might be different this year because I feel like since so many remote like workspaces, mm-hmm. like I'm not, I last year I had like eight coworkers I had to buy things for. Yeah. I'm not buying shit for coworkers this year. I haven't seen them physically. Yeah. So why would I? Uh, why would I get them anything? I love them. I just don't feel like mailing shit to everybody. Yeah. Like you have to find out their address, and. I have a job where like you can't just send like a gift card or something over email like you'd have to find out a personal email and that's just so much it's a lot of work creepy and weird yeah it's extra work for something I would simply just give like a nice card and a coupon too I feel like a workplace Christmas gift is a, a bag of candy or cookies that's plenty right unless you're really close with someone but even then so there is a local New Jersey wine that's called Santa's Little Helper 
that I used to try to sneak in, but we're not really supposed to bring in alcohol, so I'd have to meet people in a back alley it's after work. <laughs> yeah, but you're not allowed to bring in alcohol at all to where I work, so I had to like go, okay, meet me at my car at three. <laughs> you open your trunk yeah actually like, literally yes and there's a box of it I'm like this one's yours <laughs> <laughs> this year i saw that there's a beer called santa's little helper too which i might pick up at some point but i do like doing the one even though it's a little too sweet but it's good for a sangria if anyone's looking it's good uh i know I, I i'll use it on new year's eve and i'll put like pomegranate and blueberries and raspberries into it as a sangria that sounds delicious we've had it before I've gotten very drunk off of it at a New Year's Eve party and ended up puking. Was I there? Yeah. Which New Year's was that last? That's the one where you found me in the shower and I had a red, my back was red like a lobster. That wasn't me that found you, I don't think. No, it was because you asked Justin. Why was your back red? Because I like hot water. Oh. No, I was not in the shower on my birthday. I was just straight up passed out in the bathroom on my birthday. <laughs> on the floor. No, literally. Over the toilet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. No. That's Maggie's 25th. I don't think I've been that drunk since my 25th birthday. That was fucking messy anyway. It, it was. So. <laughs> that was a that was a time. But you know what? I left as soon as I thought I should leave. You did? Which was like one fourth through the party. Just walked your ass out of there. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I have a ve- okay so I'm the type of person who's gonna die of a heart attack because most people who die of a heart attack die because they walk away from the group oh sure um and I have this really nasty habit of and it's, I say it's nasty that like once I start feeling sick when I'm drunk I just quietly leave the group and then like I'm gone for hours until mm-hmm. somebody decides to look for me that was that New Year's Eve where I gotten sick and it was a snowstorm like the previous day it was the pajama one at my parents house yes and just it took justin two hours before he started to start looking for me because he thought i went to go walk the dog and i was like i was clearly intoxicated i could have been in a snowbank if i was outside why'd you wait two hours time passes quickly when you're drunk if that is true and i think everyone was scotting uh squat party oh that's true i don't so. know what that means Kruger is a very lanky friend that Maggie and I went to high school with. The bleep his name so many. And he <laughs> and Kai is oh, no, like stop. six three, maybe a buck forty. Like he is the lankiest motherfucker. Just like all elbows and knees. One hundred percent. And everyone was well, not everyone. A couple of the oh, men were squat- squatting. Oh, got they it. Put Kai over their shoulders and saw how many squats they could do. That sounds like a drunk activity yes yes <laughs> it's a fun night <laughs> i wonder if Kyle remembers it as fondly as you do probably <laughs> he's a chill dude and he doesn't drink i don't think or at least uh much. he does because remember at my 25th birthday he was trying to sleep in the car and we were all like just oh, come yeah. inside <laughs> <laughs> oh, trying to girl. sleep it off in the car and we're all like nah there's couches bud come right. on in there's a whole yeah. bed i think he slept in a bed that night he slept well I slept on a bathroom floor in my parents' room. <laughs> like, this is fine. This is good. This is where I live. No, actually, woke up. I think that was the only time I've ever blacked out. I don't think I've ever blacked out before. And it wasn't even a good blackout. Like, I didn't go out and do anything. I blacked mm-hmm. out from, like, my head in the toilet to sleeping on a floor. Like, that was the, mm-hmm. the exchange of blacking out. Yeah, no. It was, uh, it was great. Yeah. I, I can't drink that fast like i can't drink enough to black out or throw up 
I'm just a slow drinker. I oh guess. no, I sneaks up on you. Mm-hmm. I That's what, like yeah. no one ever intends to black out. Yeah, it's something that reaches out from the darkness and grabs you. Yeah, mm. I will say that I'm the type of person where as soon as I get the spins, I force myself to throw up because I would rather pull the ripcord. Yeah, pull the ripcord than sit and not like feel nauseous and feel like I can't make the world stop turning. Though I'm also, I bruise so easily that you can tell when I've had too many drinks the night before because I'll just have a bruise on the top of my forehead from where my head was latched onto the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) We should all be in AA. (laughs) Except for Lauren. Yeah. As I said, I haven't done it since my 25th birthday. I'm 27 now. I'm not judging you. Okay. I'm not judging you. <laughs> I'm, me? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. So. This is Ladies Fright. Oh, yeah. Oh, my shit. This is Ladies Fright. I'm Maggie. I'm Lauren. I'm Jackie. We all know you. Uh, there's a different feeling now to the song Home for the Holidays. Home, I'll be home for Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas. Well, that was always a sad song. That's about yeah. a soldier. <laughs> Oh, is it? Really? Yeah, that's about that's a wartime song from oh. World War Two. Shit. Oh. That's why the ending of it's like, I'll be home for Christmas if only in my dreams. Well, I thought it was just like anyone who can't get home for Well, that's what it's used for now, but originally that's what the song was about. I hate that. Yeah, no, it's a really sad song. I'll be home for Christmas is a terribly sad song. Did you know that the song uh Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is from a musical? Really? Yeah. Ah. It's from Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh. oh. St. Louis. Yes. Huh. The the same show that's clang 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 with the trolley. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know it came from you know, I don't know anything about that play, but apparently I know a lot of the music from it. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's just so iconic that it's yeah. imp- let's get into this. In two thousand nineteen, Triple A reported that an estimated one hundred fifty five point six million people would be traveling for the winter holidays. This year, the predictions of travel are in the much lower numbers. Yeah. The CDC doesn't want you to. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> they I just w- hate fun. They just hate <laughs> Christmas. That's the real war on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> They're ramping it up now. They're ramping it up. It's the true. This is this is the liberal media's war on Christmas. <laughs> My neighbors are going to be like, where on the political line do they lie? <laughs> COVID has ruined many usual traditions this year. Mm-hmm. Many families are making the safe choice to not gather and hope for a better 2021 season or opting for virtual gatherings. Point is, a lot of us are not going anywhere this year. And after you hear the story... Maybe you don't want to be traveling anyway. Our Christmas gift to you this year is to let you know that you are not missing out on anything when it comes to schlepping yourself across the country. Yeah, that shit blows. Yeah. Now, we could just explain to you the experience of getting to the airport, going through security, boarding, and all those other stresses of air travel, and call that a horror story. But instead, today... We have a story of ghosts on planes. Eastern Airlines Flight 401 was scheduled to depart on December 29th, 1972 from 
New York JFK and arrive in Miami, two places known for their security regulations. Mm. That's a joke. They're not. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever been to JFK? Yeah. I mean, LaGuardia is arguably the worst, but JFK is a close fucking second. It takes a really long time to get through. Yeah. I've flown out of JFK once, and we got there at three in the morning and then sat around for something ridiculous. Hours. I was ang- I was angry. Mm-hmm. I was upset. Yeah. I So, shout out to LaGuardia. Uh, the reason LaGuardia is such shit is because they have, like, construction. And All the it, time. Mm, randomly mm. so you might it might you might want to get to the airport like 10 hours early just so you can sit in traffic because there has been multiple things on the news of people running in like streets miles away from the actual airport so they can make their plane on time oh my god or you might want to get there like the normal like two hours early like the suggested two hours but who knows with LaGuardia? But I will say, we last time we went through the Guardia, we had to take a plane to Chicago, mm-hmm. and we the day before booked a plane that was earlier than our original plane. There was delays, and it had nothing to do with Laguardia, but there was delays um, so far back that it was later than the original flight that we bought. So I like went up to the counter ready to fucking fight. I'm like, I'm gonna have to be a fucking Karen. I'm gonna need to get this money back that I paid to leave earlier when I'm not even leaving earlier. And I go up and I'm like, the plane's not leaving on time. Uh, is there anything you can do for us? I always start polite, but yeah. like I'm ready. I'm puff, puff chest ready. And the person's like, oh my gosh, that's awful. Yeah, no, we'll we'll give you back your money. Here you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know, it was really nice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay. Uh, funny story about that flight. It actually ended up, the early flight that we ended up booking actually ended up being the last flight leaving LaGuardia that day. So oh I was God. able to get to Chicago for a wedding on time. So yeah, thanks. Thanks LaGuardia. You're not as shitty as I uh, sometimes make you out to be. Or maybe just that airline. Which airline was that? I'm not going to say. Oh, okay. It was, it's a shitty airline. Does it rhyme with Helta? <laughs> no. <laughs> rhymes with United. Uh. <laughs> Someone would say if you take the H off of that word. <laughs> it would be the name of it. The silent H. The silent H. There's a silent H in that name. You're booking for tickets. Type in the H. See what Yeah, the only the last time I actually was like took a plane flight. Um Oh, it was so it was a while ago, but the couple times I'd have gone out of JFK, I was coming from Long Island, and you can actually take the Long Island Railroad and get on a train that will go into JFK. Yeah, no, if you're it was really convenient. if you're if you're in the city, mm-hmm. like if you're in Manhattan or one of the boroughs, JFK is great. It's mm-hmm. convenient. Yeah. If you're in New Jersey, not it is the worst thing to try to get to. Like you have to, you essentially have to drive around the city to get to it, which is in Queens. You have to cut through everything to get there. You have like two, you have like two bridges you have to cross. And if you don't go on the bridge, you have to go through a tunnel instead, which like, well, yeah. Do you want to be stabbed? You want to be shot? Either way, you're dead. (laughs) Oh my God. On the way to North Carolina. Well, and on the way back, we went over this bridge that like also turned into a tunnel. It, I swear this bridge was like 20 miles long. Was that in Maryland? I think so. That, I love it. It was wild. 
it was just like open ocean and like you could see boats and shit and then like all of a sudden it was just like okay we're underwater cool <laughs> here we go a little scary well so good continue <laughs> discuss thank you <laughs> the flight was crewed by captain robert albin loft first officer albert john stockhill and second officer as well as flight engineer donald lewis repo Wikipedia goes on to list the hours in the flight. They are list hours in flight they have had, and I don't know enough about flying to know if their stats are good. <laughs> I will still tell them to you, but I don't know because they are they are a lot. But I don't know comparatively to other people who have been in the business as long if these are enough logged hours. <laughs> Well, they say, what, it takes 10,000 hours of something to be an expert in something? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that is that the actual? Yeah. That's I don't, what I've heard. Is it 10? I yeah. know you have to fly like 100 hours. No, that's a surgeon. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered something from Dr. Death that had nothing to do with this. And I just applied it. Anybody who understands how to become a pilot, email us. Yeah, let us know. How I actually have a few people who are pli- like pilots in my family that I probably could have asked, but I'm just not going to bother them. <laughs> it's too late now. Yeah, I don't want your input. So Albin was 55 years old at the time and had been flying with the airline for 32 years and had a total of 29,700 hours of flying. That's a lot of hours. Oh, yes. But as I said, I don't know compared to other people if that's actually a lot. It is a lot in, in comparison I mean, to life hours. It's less than a year, life technically. Hours. Yeah. But if you flew like constantly, yeah. which isn't possible. Yeah. Hang on. 29, what is that? 29,700? 29,700. So that's 1,237 days of straight flying. So over the course of his life, he's, he worked 55? Uh, he was in, he was 55 years old. He worked for 32 years. So that would be like three straight years of flying, which of course no one does, but spread out over those 30 something years. That sounds like a lot. I think that sounds like plenty. Yeah. I'm not saying. (laughs) No, you're not saying that he's inexperienced. I'm just trying to put it in perspective, I guess. Okay. So Stockhill was 39 and had uh, 5,800 hours of flying experience. Repo at 51 had 15,700 hours. On top of all these crew members, there was an off-duty technical officer, Angelo Donandio, age 47. So they had a well-stocked crew. Yeah. And it experience. Seemed, from best we can understand, seemed very experienced. Mm-hmm. The flight was a routine flight until 11.32 p.m. when the plane began its descent into Miami International Airport. On this plane, when the landing gear... I'm sorry, I was like, fear? Uh, that's a typo. <laughs> I was like, the landing fear? What is that? Landing fear. <laughs> On this plane, when the landing gear was successfully locked into place, a green light would come on. The light did not come on. The crew tried to manually put out the landing gear, but the light still didn't come on. Wikipedia notes, quote, Loft, who was working the radio during this leg of the flight, told the tower that they would discontinue their approach to their airport and requested to enter a holding pattern. The approach controller cleared the flight to climb to 2,000 feet and then hold west over the Everglades. 
While checking on the gear through a small porthole, the plane reached an altitude of 2,000 feet above sea level. Or, two, yes, 2,000 feet above the sea level. The plane was put on autopilot while the crew worked to fix the issue. The Wikipedia article goes on to say, quote, For the next 80 seconds, the plane maintained level flight. Then it dropped 100 feet and then again flew level for two more minutes, after which it began a descent so gradual it could not be perceived by the crew. Mm -hmm. In the next 70 seconds, the plane lost only 250 feet, but this was enough to trigger the altitude warning C-cord chime located under the engineer's workstation. Repo, the engineer, had gone below, and no indication was heard of the pilot's voices recorded on the CVR that they heard the chime. In another 50 seconds, the plane was at half its assigned altitude. As Stockhill started another turn onto 180 degrees, he noticed the discrepancy. The following conversation was recovered from the flight voice recorder later. Stockhill. We did something to the altitude. Loft. What? Stockhill. We're still at 2,000 feet, right? Loft. Hey, what's happening here? Less than five seconds after the exchange, the jetliner crashed. No. Cockpit area microphone, known as the CAM. Sound click. CAM. Sound of six beeps, similar to the radio altimeter increasing in rate. CAM. Sound of initial impact. The plane, end quote. (laughs) The plane crashed in the Florida Everglades. The reason the landing gear light did not come on was because of a faulty bulb. Oh. So the landing gear was actually locked. It was fine. Yeah. The reason for the crash was noted as pilot error for failing to monitor the flight instruments during the last four minutes of the flight. 75 passengers and crew survived. Among the 101 dead were Loft, Stockhill, Repo, two flight attendants, and 96 passengers. God, that's terrible. A year later, on another Eastern Airlines flight headed to Miami... A captain was asked to check on another pilot who was using the flight to get home outside of working hours, also known as a deadheading, because he wasn't listed on the flight's manifest. What made this pilot even more odd was his silent refusal to answer any of the flight crew. Was he a ghost? The captain approached the man, and all he could say was, My God, it's Bob Loft. Oh, so oh. many reports about sightings of Loft and Repo started to circulate Eastern Airlines. Supposedly, staff was told if they reported or repeated a ghost story, it was grounds for dismissal. Really? Come on. What? Mm. That's wild. That's Unless a- there is a ghost and it's a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Though, why would ghosts be appearing on different flights? Maybe because the majority of these flights with the reported sightings were traveling between New York and Miami. Maybe it's because supposedly Eastern Airlines repurposed pieces from the crash and those you uh, and those were used in the same planes that had the sightings. Franken- is that confirmed or is that just like a maybe? Frankenplane. Right? Because mm-hmm. that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. No, you put those away. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the toy box. <laughs> there's also a, another story. <laughs> right. I think it's of Repo, uh, Repo's ghost. Where apparently he's on a flight sitting amongst a passenger and says something to, I, I believe, um, one of the, the flight staff and goes like, there's an electrical problem on this plane. And they land safely, 
check and there was an electrical issue and they fixed it but they couldn't find the passenger after well i yeah. like that one yeah that's nice these and more stories about ghosts from the crash have been documented documented wow documented in john Fuller's book the ghost of flight 401 However, many people, including the CEO and family of Loft, did not believe or appreciate the ghost stories. Well, I mean, yeah, I can see why. Loft's family actually tried suing Fueller for the book. They did not win the case. As mentioned before, many believe the ghost sightings are due to parts from the wreckage being used in other, um, other aircrafts. This has been said to not be true. On top of that, there are authorities that say there are no accounts from crew recalling ghosts. There are also accounts who say that there are these events being recalled in flight logs, which is this, uh, if you remember from other episodes where we talked about ship logs, like you're supposed to document, and captain logs, like you're supposed to document anything that happens on the ship. Same for flights. Anything that happens that's a little bit out of the ordinary, you're supposed to report. Hmm. So... Someone saying it's Bob Loft, you're definitely gonna report that. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, there's a dead man. Like, there's a ghost. There's a ghost on this plane. <laughs> so, how do these motherfucking ghosts? <laughs> this motherfucking plane. <laughs> so, who knows if these are, you know, stories that were made up? Um, or if there's actual documentation of these, there is theorizing that it's because there was another p- pilot on Eastern Airlines who had to do an emergency landing. It was successfully emergency landed the plane like a month after and made an offhand comment of like, oh, I thought Repo's ghost was on this plane. Mm, and like nice. maybe that's kind of what started the the frenzy of these ghost stories. Yeah, but it could have just been a buddy and and like grieving him yeah said he was with me or like you know People like say that all the time right that are like re- like it could have been taken as like repo was my guardian angel yeah. like he was protecting me made Contents sure yeah airline engineers or yeah. <laughs> maybe someone who doesn't do well with scary things and like makes jokes at funerals like that mm-hmm. kind of a guy who's yeah. like i don't know how to grieve or like deal with stress except to make jokes tension. who makes really inappropriate jokes like oh maybe there was a ghost on the plane maybe maybe i'm laughing at the awkwardness of it i'm not laughing because yeah someone went through a horrible plane accident um i was gonna say something else so yeah there's like there's skeptics who who go like maybe maybe it was all started from that uh account or that story you know it it was a popular story because not only did Fueler write the book later, I think it was a TV movie that came out with the same title as the book. And even past that, one of the people from Fleetwood Mac, I don't think he was associated with Fleetwood Mac at the time, wrote a song called The Ghosts of Flight 401. It's oh. so like it's it's come into popular culture. It also happened in the early 70s. So that makes sense. Yeah. Isn't that somewhat near the time of uh, D.B. Cooper as well? Yeah. Wasn't he late 60s? Late 60s, early 70s. Someone look it up. Yeah. I'm just making random connections look here. It up right Definitely. Now. Yeah. And Fleetwood Mac was all 70s. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense that it would kind of be in that. Uh, 1971. Okay. So this was 1972. Yeah. It's like the year after. So like commercial airlines were a fairly 
still kind of new. Yeah. And a completely different beast. Yeah, you can just light up a smoke. Yeah, right? (laughs) Also, you can just... D.B. Cooper bought, like, a ticket, like, from a concession stand, essentially, when, like, he went. Like, you can't... You cannot nowadays just walk up to a counter. I know there's there's a couple like romantic comedies that like let's just go to the airport and pick a flight. Like first off, expense wise, that's not a thing. You can't just yeah. pick a flight. Uh, you might be able to do it, but I know some airlines you'll have heavy security checks if you don't go on with at least a carry on. Yeah, like you need to have a bag with you. <laughs> but you can fly domestically just with your ID. Yeah. Unless you don't have a real ID. Then you have to have a passport. Who wouldn't have a real ID? Well, like some state. Anyone in New Jersey? What? <laughs> the, the real ID. Yeah, the real ID is oh, a thing oh, versus. Oh. Yeah, so if your traveled, driver's license has uh, a gold star on it, that means you can. So what Lauren is talking about is there are several states um, that use this thing called the real ID, which is a, a certified driver's license saying that like they've seen a strong amount of your documentation and therefore you can use that in lieu of a passport traveling domestic. I believe you can travel in from New Jersey without having a real ID, but states like Pennsylvania, you're not allowed to travel on a plane unless you have that certification on your driver's license. Or you bring a passport. Yeah. Or you have to bring a passport, which is also not easy to get. I think the real IDs cost more too. Yeah. I Vermont just, gives it to you at least my old license just they just gave it to me i didn't have to do anything extra but when i went to transfer it over they they wouldn't give me the real id and i was like that's okay i don't i just need (laughs) to not have an expired license (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's certain states do it certain ways but i think all the country wants to do it at some point it's that doesn't make any sense then it's a security theater you don't like it yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole other reason to be afraid of flying but not what we're talking about we're talking about ghost here (laughs) not real life horror Not, not security theater welcome to unsettling reads i'm robin knavel creator of the creepy and the macabre i'm hr brown and i write novels and short stories where secrets and dark deeds from the past won't stay hidden We are co-hosting a book review podcast where we are going to be reviewing and recommending the kind of books that make you check under the bed for monsters before you go to sleep. But don't worry. We promise no spoilers, but we can't promise no nightmares. Robin and I will be taking turns choosing the book for each episode. There are also additional reviews on our website that we won't get a chance to cover on the show. You can find those at unsettlingreads.com. We're going to be posting a new show every other Wednesday on all your favorite podcast platforms. We're going to help you decide what to read the next time you're ready to sink down into the safety of those blankets, crack open a book that will make you shudder, and maybe even think a little. Terror awaits you with the Frightmare Theatre Podcast, a monthly horror audio drama series from Arcane. Available now wherever you unearth your favorite podcasts. Join us. It'll be a scream. <laughs> If you would like to see some of the wreckage for yourself, there are two places you can go to. 
uh, when traveling is safe again. I'm going to put that out there. Either the History Miami Museum in South Florida or our second favorite place ever, Ed and Lorraine Warren's Museum in Connecticut. It's freaking wild. Jackie's shaking her head now. I know. <laughs> She's like, absolutely goddamn not. I love museums. I love how we did I two. Love museums. I like how we did two episodes in a row with people who have museums that we just straight up don't agree with. I would still go to the museums because I'm an asshole and I want to see what's in it. But mm, like, sure, yeah. This ghost story for some may just be another reason they never want to fly again. For others, it may be an incentive. Flying is known to be one of the safest forms of travel. Really? Yes. The rate of plane crashes are so low, and even a pl- if a yeah. plane crashes and kills se- seventy-five people or ninety-five people, mm-hmm. yeah, the, per the year, amount of car accidents and that people tr- die sure. in a year. Yeah. Train ac- so like the major ones is boat, like ship, train, mm-hmm. which like ships I'm sure is not really used anymore for travel. I don't think you would count like cruise ships. But that's not traveling. Like you're like not you ferry. If ferry, yes, I was gonna say you can't use a cruise ship to travel that that's a travel itself yeah it's pretty self-contained right like yeah. it's you can I get guess you could just get off oh, and never sure. get back on yeah. but why yeah. would you do that that's interesting you're defecting yeah. you're right. yeah. <laughs> stowaway <laughs> or they've been murdered yeah. yes that's or kidnapped oh we should talk about stuff on cruise ships that's creepy too cruise ships scare the ever-loving shit out of you me. know what? we'll do an episode on cruise I've ships i've never been on one there's I've never been on one. They look absolutely gorgeous, but the horror stories that and like with COVID now, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, just that's get, a horror like, in trapped itself. in the water, but for also, a month. so yeah. But going back, like, there's so many car accidents. Uh, yeah. Boats aren't really used for travel anymore. Trains, like, when they fuck up, they fuck mm-hmm. up, and I'm sure they include um, not only when you travel on trains, but people who get caught between like, yeah, trains and dying. Yeah, just get crushed, you know. Yeah, yeah. so it's one of the safest forms of travel plane crashes do happen they are devastating yeah they will but that's the thing is like we when you hear about a a plane crash because it's so devastating it just stays with you Mm -hmm. the fear of flying is known as aviaphobia and surprisingly it may have very little to do with the fear of crashing from a large height according to nathan felis uh sorry nathan felis's article why we hate flying part one (laughs) how many parts are there uh, at least two. <laughs> he mentions part two in his part one. I did not read part two because it was not helpful for what I wanted to discuss. So, okay. I ignored the resource. <laughs> I also maybe finished writing the script this morning. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's a thing I did. <laughs> says, quote, there are many possible routes to the fear of flying. Lack of control, fear of heights or falling, feeling ungrounded, fear of enclosed spaces, trust issues, fear of being trapped, and fear of public panic or illness, among others. Sure. And it's often a combination of issues rather than just one. The concept of crashing is usually a symbolic uh, catastrophizing. 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 Thank you. There we go. I'm glad we all struggled with that word. (laughs) I'm glad it wasn't dyslexia striking again. It was just a lot of words. It's just a really bad word. Yeah. Of an actual issue. So symbolic of making the actual issue a catastrophe. There we Mm. go. I fixed your sentence. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I've done it. I've done it. Some suggestions made 
from Psychology Today about overcoming the fear of flying were to learn about flying, Mm -hmm. accept and acknowledge your anxiety, making a plan for your flight, exposing yourself to air travel, using soothing therapeutic techniques when flying, and medicating yourself. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, The article will be in the show notes if you would like to read more about it. It does say on the bottom to seek professional help when needed. I would go with that one first. Yeah, we don't recommend you just go to the street and buy a Xanax. Yeah, no, I'm not... (laughs) I'm not promoting that. And I'm also going to say, like, for psychology today and for our own purposes, like, go ask a professional what would be catered best for you, uh, especially with exposure therapy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially with exposure therapy that could cost you, like, $800 round trip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't seem reasonable. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. That's the ghost of uh, Flight 401. That's very sad. It, yeah. it really is. I've got to say, I love flying, though. I don't like waiting around at the gate. Mm. Uh, I don't like getting waiting to get on and off the plane. But I've got to say, they have pretty good air filters, so you can fart with abandon. I used to be very afraid of that until I, when we went to England. I, I was like, we're going to be on this flight for a long time. I, I'm not going to hold it in. And I didn't, and it was fine. I'm like, why haven't I been doing this forever? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't have a fear of flying. I have other anxieties about traveling in general. And I'm the type of person who's like, I want to be at the airport three hours before the plane flies. That drives me crazy. I know, but what if I miss the plane? I have a, it's more the fear of missing the plane. Mm. Like, that is, like, my actual fear is missing a plane. And I know everyone's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, you don't. It's not fine. It's not fine. It's not okay. <laughs> very fun. I got held up in customs once and didn't make it to my connecting flight out of, I think it was uh, Austin or Dal- uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, back mm-hmm. to Newark. And where were you coming from that you had to go through customs? Uh, Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or was that Mexico? That was Mexico. Um, it was it was Mexico specifically because that was our honeymoon, mm-hmm. and we're running for the plane. And Abe got there first, and they're like, you're the last one. And he's like, my wife's right behind me. And he's like, you go with her or you wait? And he was like, I'm going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just sitting around then. We're like, hey, we missed our flight. We got caught up in customs. They're like, we're fine. You're fine. We'll just put you on the next one. It's only maybe two hours. It wasn't oh, the worst. That's not bad. No. It could have been so much worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. Mine's the fear of more oh, like missing your plane. Yeah, yeah it was like, fine. No, but mine's more the fear of losing money on because I missed um, the flight. That you have to. That's only if. Yeah. That you know. That's my. That is my major fear. Is like now I'm out three hundred dollars yeah. extra on top of the flight I've already paid. Yeah. Because some airlines make you pay to get a ticket for another flight. Ugh. Yeah. If you're an asshole about it, like if you're late just because. If mm-hmm. you have a connecting flight, at least in my experience, they were fine with it. Mm-hmm. But if you're just like, yeah, you know, I just, I slept in. I guess it's their prerogative to charge you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, I like the convenience of air travel, but it's, it's all of the, like, the liquids rules and then take off your shoes and your belt and empty all your pockets like all that shit is like very tedious to me many a time i've traveled with like a backpack which i of course put my purse in 
and my carry-on suitcase and I like I had all my liquids in my liquids bag and then once I got through security I like rearranged everything I was like I don't need this in this I need it here (laughs) one time I forgot to take my chapstick out of my pocket right as I was going through security and they were like don't throw it and I was like it's chapstick like why do you care were you going to try to, like, get it, it through the, the thing? No. Oh. I, like, I was there, like, about to go through, like, oh, the... Oh, if it's not metal, you just leave it in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just I put it in the little dog bowl and... You're set, right. Set it through the thing. Like, Did they call you out for right. that? Because I, I thought Chapstick was fine, because it's not... I, I can't remember it... where it was. I've been through uh, the security things with all sorts of piercings, and no one says anything. Mm-hmm. They don't care anymore. They're hardened. <laughs> yeah. Well, then they have those full body scanners, and you can argue like if that's actually good for you or not. But I'm sure they can see your little nipple rings. It's fine. One hundred percent. Maybe your well, no your longer. prince your prince your Albert prince Albert 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 <laughs> whatever that person is. <laughs> prince Albert is not Prince Albert. You don't want to see a Prince Albert piercing. No, it's horrific. That sounds like it has something to do with your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah one time i was on a plane and they loaded the plane back to front yeah we've had that a couple times Mm -hmm. they do that a lot in florida actually that makes a lot more sense than priority boarding yeah why would you want to get on first yeah then you're just sitting yeah waiting why would you do that there are enough seats for unless it's overbooked which you know beforehand because they start asking people yeah i think the only reason some airlines do priority boarding is because they don't have enough room for carry-ons which is fucking stupid yeah and because they don't have enough room for carry-ons they have to get people who paid more to get their carry-ons on first Uh and then they can be like oh I know you measured your bag five times before you came here, but now it's too big. <laughs> I like sometimes at the gate, if there's not enough space, they'll offer uh, to uh, stow away your bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I always wait till last minute because then they don't usually charge you. They'll charge you beforehand. But if almost, you. If it's spirit, they'll always charge oh, you. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't, I don't never, give a shit. I'm like, no, I'm not taking spirit. Though. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Spirit's a desperate measure. I've discovered from taking it i was like it can't be that bad it was that bad spirit when we're coming back from new orleans that one flight attendant was hilarious Mm -hmm. he was uh what was his joke he was like you know in case of crash landing you know your inflatable thing is under your seat put Mm -hmm. it over your head fix your hair take a selfie (laughs) i've never i've never been on a plane with fun flight attendants I had a, a surprise Irish captain one time. Ooh, oh. that was fun. That's thrilling. I think on Spirit, you have to be a fun flight attendant because otherwise everyone's real cranky by the time they reach plane. Mm-hmm. I was fine with Spirit. I was fine with Ryanair, which is basically Ireland's Spirit. Mm. It's almost exactly the same, the inside of the mm. plane and I was not know, o- price range. I was not okay mm. with Spirit because like after being charged at the fucking wazoo, I was like, you know, we didn't actually save any money. There was no point in doing this. We are on the plane to leave for New Orleans, and they're like, hey, there's like this light on. There's this light. We don't know what it's doing. And someone made the joke. Like, one of us made the joke, like, let me try to turn the plane on and off again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they did it, and then the light turned off, so they're like, we're good to go. And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Makes you have a lot of faith. Yeah. That's absolutely. Hilarious. And I will say, speaking of which, I just told this story recently. 
because I do have a lot of anxiety about travel, but mm. I am I want to reward myself because so when we went to England, I had to leave the next day or I had to leave like a couple of days earlier than Jackie and Abe. And we got to the airport and I was like, before we get there, I'm trying to check in. I'm like, I can't check into this flight. This is really weird. We get to the airport and find out that our, our flight was canceled. Oh, yeah. Because there wasn't enough people, but no one told us. So we had to get a new flight there. Luckily, mm-hmm. they were like, well, you already paid this money. We can transfer you. Mm-hmm. No problem. But I had a very important meeting the next day at work. So I had to be home. And as I said, one of my greatest fears is like, not having a plane ride and i'm like sitting there and i'm like fairly calm but like i guess look upset i i can't hide my emotions so i guess i look upset and the guy told me to like it's okay don't worry you can calm down we'll we'll get it and i had to stop myself from being like this is calm i am calm i am i'm holding back the beast of anxiety right now leave me alone and the other fear i had so through Heathrow they were very nice they gave us like five dollar coupons for like any place in Heathrow we did not Heathrow is the largest airport and it has its own ghost I was looking while looking for stories about this and maybe we'll talk about that later in another episode but they have their own ghost uh we get to Heathrow Heathrow's so large they tell you the estimated time it should take you to get to your terminal god so the plane was leaving in like 20 minutes it said it was going to take us 16 minutes to get to the terminal. So we're, I'm booking it. <laughs> Running. <laughs> Justin's not booking it, which makes me even more stressed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting on, running! I'm going to get on the plane, whether you are there or not. I don't give a fuck. Justin's on the couch <laughs> shrugging. <laughs> Still unbothered by this interaction. So we get to the, we get to the terminal. There's no restaurants or anything. So we can't use that fucking $5 coupon anyway. Five, I should say five pound coupon, but whatever. Yeah. Can't use it anyway. Uh, we get on the plane and then... I'm, you know, I'm watching live action Lion King. It's not distracting enough because we hit the worst turbulence I've ever hit. And like, as I said, I'm not a nervous flyer, but like rough turbulence for anyone makes you have that quick thought of like, this is not guaranteed safe. We're going to die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just a quick. And there was clearly a woman behind us who like was actually having like an anxiety attack from it. And there was a flight attendant like, you know, petting her hand, talking calmly. And I'm like noticing this. I'm trying to focus on the movie, which wasn't helpful. And also, also the movie pauses because of the fact that we're having such awful turbulence. And we just hit a bump the wrong way. Like it was just like I felt a drop and a little came out of me. And I could see the flight attendant give me a dirty look because I think she just calmed the woman down. Like, I didn't it mean to. It was so involuntary. And she's like, we're all okay. <laughs> we're all fine. This happens. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm trying to be calm. Hiccuped. Did she tut at you? No, she just, like, gave me, like, one of these. Like, a, yeah. we're fine. We're okay. Oh, like you were a kid that fell down and you're trying to get him not to cry. Like, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't, like, that little bit of panic look. It was, like, a... Could you fucking not? <laughs> I'm doing the Lord's work over here. Yeah. <laughs> and you are Satan shitting in all over it with your fear of turbulence, which I was like, I'm sorry. And like, Justin, I, we literally told this story last night and Justin clearly like held my hand and looked at me and went, it's, it's kind of rough. 
like just saying it to me last night I was like i don't remember it being that bad <laughs> he's like i fell asleep through it i'm like that is untrue both <laughs> of us did not sleep on that plane ride we made sure of it because of jet lag reasons and i was like you did not sleep through that goddamn plane ride. <laughs> don't act like this is a nonchalant problem <laughs> i always sleep on the plane we we didn't always so the reason we didn't sleep on that plane is because when we were leaving technically the time like we left at like let's say like five o'clock in england we were arriving seven o'clock in new like new york time p.m yeah so there was it we would have fucked up our schedules if we went to sleep yeah yeah so we didn't sleep but that's my story uh i'm sticking to it <laughs> they had good food on uh, british airways yeah united did not coming back we did not have the same quality and we still talk about how good the airplane food was on the way to England. I've tasty. never been on an airplane that gave me like a real meal, like as an adult. Mm-hmm. It's always just like shitty Snack. pretzels or cookies or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the length of flight has to be for them to offer you an actual meal. Yeah, we. I did go to France when I was in high school. On the return trip, I like I got super lucky, and it was like a like a plane that had an upstairs like Ooh. sitting area and i got to go upstairs that's <laughs> really cool and that one i think had like real food so moral of the story don't travel there's ghosts on the planes <laughs> just stay home where also it's safe also there's covid don't yeah. yeah stay home where it's safe yes yes <laughs> yes yeah uh mm. now it's time for frights and delights Holiday edition. Oh, I have a good one. So I, uh, it's been cold. So I dug my one winter coat out of my, um, uh, well, all of my winter coats are in garbage bags because when I moved out of my house, I what, could not pack like i couldn't emotionally bring myself to pack so i just shoved everything in garbage bags Mm -hmm. so i have garbage bags of you know warmer weather stuff uh or colder weather stuff so i put on my winter coat and i put my hands in my pockets as you do to see what treasures you've left yourself yes so i pull out a chapstick and a pair of gloves that makes sense perfect i need these things and in my other pocket was my passport (laughs) (laughs) i said that could have been really bad. <laughs> right where I left it. Yeah, exactly. I think the last time I wore that uh, winter coat, I was in Montreal. Mm-hmm. So that makes perfect sense why yeah. my passport was in my pocket. But um, yeah, but like, check out where your documents are. Got, you know, mm-hmm. The fright is not knowing where your documentation yeah. oh, is. The fright yeah. is that as I was packing up my actual important documentation which landed in a basket not a bag oh basket basket documents i was looking through it and i'm like where's my passport and i'm like i'll find it (laughs) (laughs) i mean you did so i did (laughs) the end (laughs) well i'm glad you found your passport thank you (laughs) uh my fright is actually like how we're gonna spend christmas because as of right now, we're recording this very, very early. Like, Not some, very, like a month. Yeah, like a month ahead. So I have family who's in Colorado who is not coming to Thanksgiving. This is prior to Thanksgiving. Is not coming to Thanksgiving be- 
because of numbers and because of restrictions and of you know having to quarantine for essentially a month but i don't know if the same leniency is going to be made especially on my parents part about not coming to christmas oh like they would demand that they would come yeah and it's just playing with fire if you ask me it really is and it's not really possible where would they quarantine well he would both coming in and then going back and yeah so i'm worried about what we're actually doing for christmas because uh, uh my parents go back and forth on well my mother goes back and forth on how she feels about gatherings so we'll see mm-hmm. we'll see what happens <laughs> okay my delight is that by the time this recording comes out my stress of the holidays will will be done um and i will and i guess also partly fright too will be going into a new job very very quickly so i'm at the point of recording this it seems so far away that i'm not freaked out about it but i'm sure in between those times and the christmas holiday i'm gonna get stressed about it so yeah i'll be coming on the other side of that tunnel so that will be nice Mm -hmm. sometimes a breath of fresh air is just as good as a an actual happy thing it's hope yeah Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, I work in retail, so my fright is just like crazy Christmas <laughs> craziness plus pandemic craziness. Mm-hmm. So I have concerns. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to take up an issue. Yeah. <laughs> Help, please. <laughs> like, if you could please come buy some things from my store, I will love you forever, but also don't stay away from me (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it yeah Mm -hmm. that's my fright my delight though is like it'll be joe and i's first christmas together in our place my family always does like we have never have done the same kind of food for christmas Mm -hmm. like one year we'll be like oh we're gonna do like fried chicken or one year it's like oh let's just do appetizers and like drinks or whatever so i think my my delight is that i'm looking for at the time of recording looking forward to decorating and christmas dinner are you gonna start a new tradition or you're gonna keep it moving with the whatever we feel like this year i don't know i guess you really don't have to think about it until next year if you're gonna do the same thing or not Mm -hmm. yeah but that's really the the new route ahead of you yeah Ah! last year we did i did christmas eve with them and then christmas day i was with maggie and her family mm-hmm. so i don't know i don't mm-hmm. know what we're gonna do I don't know. my parents are gonna be away all winter so uh for christmas i think i'm just gonna bum with uh my two friends whose family is also going to be they already live out of state mm-hmm. so we're just gonna you know i guess watch movies it's pretty, pretty cool yeah. which honestly isn't any different from many of my past christmases mm-hmm. that's all abe and i would ever do anyway mm-hmm. it's nice it's pretty yeah. good yeah. yeah my mama always used to make these like cra- uh, craisin and white chocolate scones for christmas morning that sounds delicious mm-hmm. we have sticky buns at our house <laughs> <laughs> they were good yeah they were really good i love a scone i love an orange scone too mm-hmm. An orange cake. <laughs> Please, f- 
find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter if you look up at Ladies Fright. Please donate to our Patreon. There's some goodies that you can get on there. And you can also now find us on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Listen there. Uh, You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts as well. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Anchor, all the likes. Uh, Thank you to Alex Price for our theme music and mixing. Thank you to Josh for additional music. And thank you to Joe for our logo. Please email us at ladiesfright at gmail.com if you want to give us a gift for this holiday season, which we we love gifts. The gift of friendship. Gift of, yeah, we do ask for the gift of friendship. Our friendship comes with the price of subscribing to our podcast, leaving a nice little message for us, and telling your friends and family. Uh, we'll make the same suggestion we did the last episode. Just play our podcast so obnoxiously loud during your Zoom call, and hopefully someone likes our voice. <laughs> <laughs> our voices. Someone who's not our partners. <laughs> Slash ourselves. No, our... Uh, our They don't listen. Yeah, no. Our partners don't listen. Our biggest fan is someone completely different. <laughs> it's Mike. Mike's our biggest Mike. fan. So <laughs> sweet. I went to um, Joe's sister's like surprise birthday the other day, and two people there asked about the podcast, and Ooh. I watched them subscribe. That's really exciting. <laughs> she doesn't mention that she did this at gunpoint to them, though. I did. <laughs> Where would I get a gun? <laughs> she says, wink it. Stop winking, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, is that all? uh happy holidays happy holidays stay safe stay safe um blessed yule if that's what you're into merry christmas happy hanukkah's done you know you're done you're done hanukkah but uh oh kwanzaa kwanzaa's yes. coming up next kwanzaa boxing is it right day. After... oh yes happy boxing day for boxing day <laughs> <laughs> for those of our friends in england and scotland and i don't know about ireland maybe canada no canada doesn't have a boxing day does it I don't know. No. Okay. Wherever you celebrate Boxing Day. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are Greek Orthodox, listen to this episode maybe like I think two weeks later and then First Merry Christmas. Uh, maybe it's the second week. Happy. Uh, I don't know why happy... I said anything. I don't know. <laughs> happy, happy King's Day. Is that right? Does that come up soon? I don't know. I don't know what that is. We're just going to make up holidays at this point. Happy um, you made it through Christmas and the other holidays. Uh, happy Keep Christ in Christmas. This is the real <laughs> war on Christmas. Happy Pointy Crayons Day. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so satisfying. It's not that holiday. No, but it should be. <laughs> I'm sure it is somewhere. And it should extend to all sorts of things that get worn down, like eyebrow pencils and eyeliners. And yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've wished all the good tides that we could. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, you know what we're all happy for? And this is what I'm going to do, non-denominational. Happy making it through fucking 2020. Because the next time mm-hmm. you hear from us will be in 2021. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. I mean, the problems, yeah. the problems aren't going to be solved in 2021. But yeah. like... COVID's not just going to like go away yeah. at midnight. But... That would be pretty cool. It would be. Mm -hmm. But at least, at the very fucking least, you made it through this one. You survived. Yeah. Yeah.
and you know give yourself a little pat on the back for that mm-hmm. have have that little extra cookie because you did it mm-hmm. yeah okay take it away because this is ladies fright oh what a fright Ha, 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 ha. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs>